Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Ladies. I am Donna Reish, your hostess and your teacher for this broadcast. Uh, two ways to consume How I Teach. You can watch the video at YouTube or at my blog, languageartsladyblog.com, or you can uh, listen to it on your favorite podcast provider and I do recommend that if you listen rather than watching, that you be sure you have your teacher's notebook sheets in front of you. So if you're on the video now, I'm showing the teacher's notebook sheets here in front of me. And these sheets are what I speak from. They're actually in the PowerPoint uh, uh, program, in the PowerPoint slides that I'm about to use to share this today's lesson with you. And so um, it's way easier to see how to teach if you have the material in front of you, right? So um, even if you um, want to listen, I recommend that you have this in front of you while you listen. So uh, this has the enough of the lesson each week to use it with your own students. So it is absolutely free and you can get it here at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teachers notebook for this episode or all 37 episodes from uh, forward slash teacher's notebook that has all of the episodes together. Alrighty, without further ado, I'm going to go into uh, the PowerPoint presentation and get ready, here we go. All right, so, this lesson today is hit number 37, How I Teach number 37. And it comes from one of my Christmas books called Write for a Month Christmas Friends. And it is from that book that I'm teaching from is a level three. So level three means sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And I did do another junior high one um, about a dozen episodes ago. Uh, and it was a two part twice told tale. Uh, but it was a little bit higher level, uh, even though it was junior high. This one, and I'm going to explain why as we go through here, but this one uh, is much easier to make easier. <laughs> so uh, you'll see as we go through here how easy it is for students to make the elves and the shoemaker, how easy it is for a teacher to make elves and the, shoe the shoemaker uh, at a lower level, this lesson at a lower level for even um, fourth and fifth graders. Um, and then the other one, number 22 and 23, uh, how I teach the emperor's new clothes, um, that is a little bit more challenging um, and can really be taken more up to into high school, actually. All right. So this, of course, is my overview box. And uh, you know the drill on my overview box. It is my expectation explanations. So this is how I explain uh, the expectations of this project. So at the top, you can see that it is a two-week project. We call it projects one and two, um, but generally speaking, it would last uh, two weeks. It would take two weeks to teach all the elements and for them to write everything, the pre-writing, the writing, the checklist challenge, and so forth. And um, this, of course, tells them everything they can choose. Uh, we're going to use the Elves and the Shoemaker as our model, and they can choose uh, to, to other characters to be their characters replacing the elves and the shoemaker in their twice told tale. 
So elves and baker, gophers and woodcarver, little fairies and a seamstress, mice and toy maker, um, or others. So they do not have to use one of those, but they can if they would like. Um, okay. Um, they have to do three to six sentences in each paragraph or scene. When I get to the scenes, I'm gonna explain the difference between the scenes and the paragraphs for the different levels of Twice Told Tales because you'll find Twice Told Tales, a couple of them in level two, which is fourth and fifth grade, several of them in level three, which is this one, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, and probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 Twice Told Tale lessons in uh, throughout my various books, my one month downloadable books for um, high school. So um, I'm going to, again, explain the multi-level aspects as we go through this. So they will not write a separate opening paragraph um, because they're gonna set the stage and set the scene right from the beginning, just like the model does, keeping in mind that models teach, right? Models teach. Um, also, when it comes to this overview box, just another reminder that you've heard me say before, and that is that your expectation explanations can be as involved or as simple as you want them to be. So you could put a few things up on the board, you know, with bullets or numbers or whatever to explain what is going to be expected of them over any writing project. Or you could use something this extensive. And my students are used to me using something this extensive. They come in here, they take their highlighter, they make margin notes. I tell them, you know, if you're basic, highlight this. If you're extensions, highlight this, okay? Highlight not, you're not going to do an opening paragraph. Highlight not, you're not gonna do a separate closing paragraph. And um, highlight basic here, you're gonna do five to 10 paragraphs for the body, which will be five to 10 scenes. You're going to do extensions of eight to 12 paragraphs for the body, which is eight to 12 scenes. And uh, quotations, it is recommended that you not use dialogue or quotes in your story unless you are experienced with them. So again, the Emperor's New Groove, the uh, Emperor's New Groove, the Emperor's New Clothes, um, a little bit more challenging than this one, uh, even though it is also a junior high one. So I call this one more of a middle school project. Um, and here we go. All right, so you know how I feel about the models, right? And so here we have it. We have the model. This is the one, the story that the student will piggyback off of. This used, these used to be called piggyback stories piggyback stories, which um, I was really torn. I love Twice Told Tale because I love alliteration and I like the concept uh, of telling a tale twice. And you see that in some library books, also for children, stories for children. And I like that concept, but I love that we're piggybacking also off of a model. So Twice Told Tale fits a little bit better because they are telling the story completely differently the second time, twice. And, my, and piggybacking can mean just adding on to what's there. So <clears throat> that is why I chose Twice Told Tale. But this is the model that they are going to be using to um, get their scenes and paragraphs from, from the original story. So this is the story of the elves and the shoemaker. Uh, this is a great Christmas one to do. I just did it with my students uh, a little bit ago, a little bit early for Christmas, just in order to test it one more time before I published it. And um, I test all my materials, like every project, I don't even know, three to 10 times. I, some of them are 
some of them have been tested for a long time. The Christmas books have been tested a lot because um, I don't know, I just kept on tweaking. So, <laughs> so anyway, this has the whole story, which is seven scenes long. All right. And um, it has it broken down into paragraphs and each paragraph is called a scene. Scene one, the shoemaker situation. Scene two, the first pair of shoes. All right, and so the scenes are written in bold font. And the reason we teach, let me go back to the scenes first of all. The reason these paragraphs are each called a scene is because it is easier for middle school students to grasp the concept that I am changing one of three things, so I need to change scenes. And since they don't have dialogue in this one, uh, we don't need to call them, we can call each paragraph a separate scene. In the upper levels, a lot of times they might have four paragraphs for one scene in the upper twice told tale. Um, and you can see some of those samples at Language Arts Lady store or at my Teachers Pay Teacher store. But it might have like scene one here might have an opening paragraph, a, an, a sentence of dialogue, another sentence of dialogue, no, another sentence of dialogue, and then we go to scene two. So, but this is very, very simplistic at this level. And that is why I love this twice told tale overall. Twice told tales are not that easy to differentiate as far as like the upper level kids, they have had these stories forever. You know, the high schoolers, they've seen the movies, you know, they've, they've had this fairy tales read to them since they were really young and their processing and thinking is just like, they can really see how to get five different characters for um, the emperor's new clothes or, eight different, you know, 12 different characters for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? But then it's more difficult in many cases um, for younger children to do that. So uh, this, why, this is why when there are not that many things to have to change, not that many characters, um, and you're still having a helping character and a main character, so forth, it is much easier to make use for younger students. So that is why I said that this can be used for fourth and fifth grade, as well as sixth seventh and eighth. Um, and even high school, you know, students for remediation, but you know, obviously you won't tell them that. All right, so uh, the nice thing about this is that it is broken up into scenes. And I tell my students, and they usually make a margin note, that each of these scenes changes in one of three ways. One way that you go from scene to scene is because you have changed characters. So the one scene had, these characters, the next scene has either different characters or an introduction to new characters with the original. So that's one way I tell them that these will go from scene to scene. Another way that they will go from scene to scene is because they changed action. So here um, he, he is, uh, they're introducing him and his, um, his uh, skill, his trade, and then he's going to bed. And then the next one, he is getting up from bed and discovering uh, new shoes. So that is a change of action. The last way that these scenes will change is what I tell my kiddos, it will change because we changed time. Now, sometimes it can change all three things at one time, but it will always have at least one of those things change. And that is how you know to go into a new scene. 
and in this case, uh, in the younger students situation, a new paragraph since they're not gonna have dialogue. All right, so, um, and that time of course is shown here because here it is bedtime and here it is morning, right? So change of action from what he's doing here. He is uh, thinking about his shoes and cutting out the leather. And here he is finding two other shoes. So the action changed. Here it is nighttime, here it is morning. So the time changed. And um, here <clears throat> um, we have still the next morning, another time and a different action. And here, of course, we have his, um, the shoemaker and his wife. So here we are changing all three things. We are changing time. It's evening now. We are changing people. We're adding his wife to the scene. And we are changing um, action, right? <clears throat> so they are hiding to see what happened. And again, these scene, change, these scene numbers and titles here are very important. The reason that the scene titles and the scene numbers, paragraph numbers and scene titles are very important is because I teach my students from second grade on. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> my, hold on, <clears throat> my grandkids came for a few days and gave me their cold. <clears throat> so I teach them from the beginning that a paragraph is a unit of thought. So when you change thoughts, or in this case, actions <clears throat> or time, you change paragraphs, all right? And one of the reasons why my students come out of CQLA high school level, my language arts local classes um, is because they have from second grade, if they've been with me for the whole time, some of them have been, they come out, they from second grade have to write the scene, the paragraph topic on each line. So that forces them to think about a paragraph as a unit of thought, right? They're not just uh, writing notes and, you know, trying to figure out later how to break up their paragraphs. They are committing during the outlining stage what each paragraph will contain and when they will change paragraphs. And my students really from junior high on, they never come to me with lopsided paragraphs. It's really amazing. Actually, to me, it's, it's really a phenomenal because I remember as a young student, um, never knowing when to change paragraphs. Did you have that problem? I remember writing papers and just having no idea when I was supposed to change paragraphs. It was like throwing a dart, you know, at a dartboard or, you know, pinning the tail on the donkey. You know, we just kind of took chances, right? We just looked at it and said, hmm, that's a lot of sentences. I should probably change now. Or, hmm, I have two pages and only two paragraphs. That's too many sentences in a paragraph, right? But with this method of always committing to what is going into each paragraph, or in this story writing situation here, what is going into each scene, uh, that is completely alleviated. Uh, yeah. Anyway, here we are talking about the indirect quote. All right. So they, if you remember from the overview box, 
the expectation explanations, I said that they wouldn't be using um, dialogue, right? Um, and the reason for that is because that is so many skills. So it does take a fifth and sixth grader for this project, which will be the upper level of level two and the beginning level of level three. And uh, they are learning how to do some dialogue, right? Maybe they have written a few stories where I help them put a true dialogue sentence in. Maybe they're doing an essay where they have to have a quote opening paragraph. Um, and I, I'm teaching them how to do that and how to do the opening speech tag, how to do the closing speech tag. Of course, what a quote paragraph uh, with my template, what goes into that. But here we are asking for many, many, many skills. And uh, I like to just bring in the boundaries so that <clears throat> students are not asked to do so many new skills all at the same time. And you might see this if you are using um, like a, a program, especially with homeschoolers, a program that heralds itself or is known for being really advanced, right? And you have second graders who have to copy passages that have split quotes in them, but they do not even know how to make a regular quote with an opening speech tag. They don't even know what a speech tag is, right? But maybe your program, you know, is known for being more advanced than other programs. And so I would just really watch for this because in those programs, what they often do, and I'm not talking about any one, I'm just talk, telling you how to watch for when this might happen in your program or in your, in, in any, in your language arts in general and your writing specifically, is when it, um, they, they're very, very, very young or um, maybe they're a little bit older, but the skills that are being asked of them, they have barely learned yet, all right? So if you have a complete program, like I have a complete language arts program, if you have a complete language arts program like that, then you um, have the skills taught incrementally. So like in my program, the kids write in their big essays for the month or the big reports or their big stories for the month, in the last two weeks of that unit, they write with the skills that they've learned that month. So one way that you can know whether it is asking too much of them is uh, if it asks for a lot of dialogue at a very young age, but they've only learned how to do um, oak, uh, speech tags in the opening position and they're very shaky at it. When they're asked to write so many scenes, so many paragraphs. Now in um, uh, original story writing, not twice told tale, my students at you know like a fourth and fifth grade level might have a five paragraph story, right? My third graders might have a three paragraph story, like um, you know retelling uh, a Christmas story. That's one of the ones in my lower level ones. Uh, retelling a Christmas story in their own words. So they choose a Christmas story, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph Brenda's Reindeer, The Birth of Christ, uh, The Three Wise Men. Um, I can't remember that, what that donkey's name is, The Little Drummer Boy, any, uh, any story that they know, and they retell it in their own words. But at a third and fourth grade level, their expectations of them would be, you don't have to put dialogue and you can put four or five paragraphs Okay, whatever you want, you know, five to seven sentences in each one or four to six sentences or something like that. 
So one way that you can know that your program is just not doing this is when expectations are too high for the level of writer that you have, both in the expectations within it, like they expect too many sentence openers. They expect too, they expect like four different kinds of compound sentence creation at this level. They expect, you know, dialogue when they're not used to it yet. They expect a very lengthy story when they're not ready for that. So those are some things to watch for. So this note at the bottom about an indirect quote is really important for your younger kids when you don't want to ask them to do dialogue. All right, so the notice how the author used the word that to create an indirect quote rather than using real quotes. By using that, the author didn't need to write, his wife declared, comma, quote, I desire the same thing, period, quote. So instead it just said, his wife declared that she desired the same thing. You can see that in bold font with the star. All right, and here are all the scenes and all the paragraphs. Okay, so the next step is going to be for them to choose their uh, helper and the person that will be helped. So you can see if you watch some of my other twice told tales about um, the emperor's new clothes. Um, I don't know if I've done one yet, like on uh, Cinderella or Snow White or one of those uh, really, um, you know, stories with a lot of characters in them. But you can see how this one is simplified because it only asks them to come up with two, two characters. All right, now they're going to brainstorm. This is my directed brainstorming because it asks them for specific things. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to ask what problems the main character has. They're going to ask, write uh, obstacles that the helpers might have. They're going to um, list anything that has to do with those things. So here are the helpers where they can tell more about them. They can write descriptions. Uh, they can tell what they do. They can tell why they came. Just little notes they want to make here, directed brainstorming. And then uh, this is about their main character, notes that they want to make about him. And um, Oh, I cut this off. There's a problem and hindrance one as well. Okay, so now they're going to outline. So now they have a sample, all right? So the model is what they write from. The sample is one that is done for them. So instead of a shoemaker, it has a toy maker, right? So you can use the sample or not use it, depending on how you think it will affect your students. My students, I usually use the sample and I go through and show them how it is, it's twice told like this. This scene is similar to scene one. This scene is similar to scene two. This scene is similar to scene three, right? But instead of the elves and the shoemaker, this has um, a, uh, oh yeah, toy maker and little mice, okay? All right, so uh, that you can use that as well. I really like to use the samples, but some people don't like to use the samples because they're afraid their students won't be able to come up with a, a new, different ideas. So, you know, that's kind of up to you and your, um, your students. All right, so now they have two methods. Now, the reason we have two methods for outlining their story is because method A is what I call the training wheels or the hand-holding method. And it is where they have the paragraphs right in front of them. And they just write their paragraph topics right underneath it. So this is very, very uh, formulaic, right? It's formatted. They are going to come through and, 
and do exactly what the elves and the shoemaker had for each paragraph and slash each scene. Okay, and this just really makes my kids comfortable. Um, some kids are, I mentioned this before, research is their jam, right? Essay writing is what they love. They love proofs and points. They love, you know, persuading. Uh, they um, love getting uh, uh, proofs, which are their pieces of evidence, right? For essay writing. Um, and some students just love story writing. And so method B would be their jam, so to speak, because they're going to be a little bit more freestyling. All right, so let me show you what these look like. So here's method A, and we have the shoemaker story. Then we have how the sample did the same thing with the toy maker and how they will do their own paragraph and scene on that line. And so it has the model, then it has the sample scene from the sample story. So they can see, oh, the toy maker grows wealthy. Okay, in that story, the shoemaker grows wealthy. So my um, seamstress is gonna grow wealthy now, right? And they can do that scene by scene. Okay, here's one with method B where they just get their paragraphs and they just write what they want to happen in each one, mirroring the story as far as one character is, is in dire need of uh, in, in their trade. Uh, there's a, a helper or more who comes along, but this person, this type of student wants to freestyle more, wants to come up with it a little bit more. All right, and this is where they write those. All right, I am definitely gonna run out of time. Um, so then this is how they uh, would outline toy maker slash wife desire repay mice. And then they might put this in their story. So I'm telling them kind of what they, that, you know, that they can use however much they need on the uh, sentence outlining line. And then this is what it might say. The toy maker and his wife both desire to repay these mice for their kindness. All right, and here are your outlining lines. They're gonna, um, here in this instruction here, uh, told them to bring their paragraph slash scene topics over here. So scene one, they're gonna write that topic. Scene two, write that topic and go all the way through for all of their scenes. And there are some extra paragraph scene uh, um, pieces if your student wants to write more, like 13 scenes, right? That would be for the um, original kind of uh, independent uh, story writer, right? And um, this is where it leaves off here. But next you will have your students use their uh, outline to write, okay? And um, they will use the notes that they made for each sentence and they will change paragraphs every time their outlining lines change. So paragraph 12, paragraph 11, paragraph 10, so forth, they're gonna change paragraphs. Those will be their scenes. They're gonna change scenes slash paragraphs when they go through those, um, their outlining lines. And then of course, uh, my students at least, will be doing the checklist challenge on their story at the end. Alrighty, so here I'm going to wrap this up because I'm almost at the 30 minute mark. So, uh, of course, you can get all of your How I Teach um, sheets, the teacher's notebooks for all 37 now. This is episode 37 for all 37 of the broadcast and uh, put those in your notebook. I would recommend, you know, putting some labels on the side and, you know, writing the project type, you know, twice told tale, writing boxes, essay writing, original story, and maybe the level. And then you can just pull it out and teach from it whenever you want. 
Um, and you and you'll you they will also say your notes will also say what episode it came from. So you can go back and watch or listen to the episode as well. All right, here are some free products related to this. These are mostly uh, the levels that have the twice told tales. Uh, level three, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Level four, eighth, ninth, tenth. Level five, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Of course, um, you know I always teach you how to differentiate because um, multi-level teaching is um, really important when you have different levels of writers. All right, so here are some downloadable products uh, related to this, and these are various twice-told tales. So here is um, Alice in Wonderland 2, so that is actually a fourth and fifth grade. Um, we have three, that's a fifth, sixth, and seventh, but you can see that there is Alice, Beauty and the Beast, Elves and the Shoemaker, Fir Tree, Christmas Carol, Gifts of the Magi, uh, Dumbo, Frog Prince, Alice in Wonderland for high schoolers, Pinocchio, uh, Jungle Book, Peter Pan, Velveteen Rabbit, Steadfast Boy Soldier, Thumbelina, Chicken Little, Little Emperor's New Coat, and Cinderella, Jack and Beanstalk, Snow White, and so forth. All right, so just so much fun. And what happens is a lot of times your students will just get hooked on one type. Like well, that, I have some kids who just swear by the writing boxes. They just love to use the writing boxes. And they always ask, are we gonna do a new writing box? Are we gonna do a writing box for Christmas? Are we gonna do a new writing box? You know, over and over again, uh, because they love that type and they feel very safe with the writing boxes because it is so um, formulaic. And then others, you know, wanna write original stories. When are we gonna write a research report? And then other people grumble, right? And so it just depends on um, your students. So it is uh, these one, uh, one semester books will have twice told tales in them. Meaningful comp, five one, five two, six one, seven two, eight one, nine one, nine two, and Jumpstart, a remediation book. All right, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, just like all the other episodes, of course, you can uh, take a class online or in person here in the Fort, Fort Wayne. You can hire a teacher if you just want a math teacher for your students or a grammar teacher or a chemistry teacher. Um, my husband and I both do private uh, sessions for those subjects online and live. And then of course, private tutoring, whether that is remediation or homework help. Thanks again for joining me. I will see you next week on How I Teach.